Shane Melderson. Uh, Stuart, how are you? Hey, how's it going? I'm great. How are you? Fantastic. Good, thank you. So, looking forward to this call. Betsy had uh, I'd caught up with her when uh, when it popped up on the on the calendar. It's yeah. uh, I think we've got some exciting things to to talk about. I look forward to running through the process and uh, and then sharing it on the uh, on the podcast. I think a lot of people will get some great insights mm. from this. Definitely seems like you guys have got a pretty robust, the things that you're doing at the moment are pretty robust and set up. This isn't a, a new venture that you're trying to work out on the fly. So it's be, I think, good opportunity to dial in some, some strategies and tactics to sit on top of what's already been successful. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean... Um... I can kind of obviously share my my journey, if you will, and what what I've what I've been doing. But certainly, any uh, guidance and advice that you have, because because you know this is this is your kind of um, uh, this is this is what you do, and so you, you obviously know. Yeah, you 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 know what's working, and and uh, um, you know whatever wherever you want to start, wherever you think would be the most appropriate. I mean, I can certainly discuss. Um, I mean, I put a lot of energy and effort into creating the 90 minute book, but that's just because, <clears throat> um, I knew it was going to be, um, like the people I was giving it to, it was more than just say a business card. Like, uh, the, yeah. the people are, are reading it and I just wanted to make sure that, um, you know, it represented who I was and the yeah. feedback I've got, because it's one thing to kind of speak into, you know, to kind of have the questions. But the the person that actually put the uh, uh, text together and um, uh, and worded it, I mean, just su- such a tremendous job. It, uh, it I was just really impressed, and the Fantastic. feedback I've got from from very, you know, I mean, the the book that I, I wrote wrote Club Syndication. It's really geared to high net worth. I, I shouldn't say that. It it's it explains how high net worth individuals invest in commercial real estate and how they raise money and find deals. And so the kind of target market is really um, call them accredited investors, people that have enough yeah. money to invest in commercial real estate. And so, you know, this is a, a pretty discerning market and they want to, um, you know, if, if I just kind of um, threw something against the wall and, and kind of hope that a fancy cover was going to, who <laughs> um, was going to was was going to do it um it would have it would have fallen flat and uh i must say um you know like <laughs> it was funny i can't i was it i i can't remember who it was was it betsy or one of the ladies there that i had the interview with and Probably she asked susan. me to send her an outline susan right susan yeah so i sent her like a 32 page outline <laughs> and she just looked at it and she's like and you know what though she went through it all and right. we had two conversations and she really kind of helped me flesh out, like kind of distilled it down to the essence. Like, you know, what I had initially envisioned was, was much bigger, but um, that wasn't like, I can create multiple books, right? How to find deals, how to fund deals, yeah. how to do, you know, these, these kind of various avenues. And um, when I really kind of distilled it down to <clears throat> kind of what I'm best at, which is helping uh, investors uh, raise money and find the right deals. We really just kind of honed in on that, and uh, it was it was uh, just a just a tremendous process. And now that the book is done, yeah, it's it's been it's been really cool. And that's such a key thing. I think 
as we've talked about on the show a few times before, I harp on about it quite a lot, so people probably get fed up with hearing it, but it definitely deserves repeating, is that absolute point. You could have taken 10 times as long, wrote a book 10 times as big, try and make it the all-encompassing piece, but then that becomes overwhelming for people to read and the read rates fall through the floor. But by separating things into thinking about it from a campaign point of view, from a conversation point of view, having uh, the potential for multiple touch points, whether people are thinking about it from a finance perspective or a property perspective or just a pure investment play perspective, then there's multiple opportunities to have those funnels set up with those touch points at the beginning that intersect a conversation that is already going on in their mind and then you can still pass through the rest of the information still follow up with the other books in the series or refer back to the other books in the series as part of this ongoing developing conversation it's so much more valuable to take that tact and approach rather than investing thirty thousand dollars in a book that takes 18 months to write and then you still effectively just get one bite at the cherry uh, because you're you're loading all of the efforts and the and the touch points in what's really the wrong place if you're thinking about it from a funnel that's looking at engaging people and then educating and motivating them over time to take that that first step and and start a relationship yeah yeah I think for for you as well. I mean, one of the other things that um, that is worth mentioning is the difference between people who are looking for a occasion will get people coming into the program that other people have talked about. A book should be a thing that I do. I've heard other people talk about it. I know that I should do it, but I don't really want to think about it too much, and I'm, I'm just going to jump to the process quickly and, and then have it done, which is probably better than not doing it at all at least you end up with something but if you go into the process as you did with a mindfulness about what the outcome is and more of a thoughtful approach about the content i mean we often say that read read rates are dismally low really even for fiction in in terms of the words that actually get written but it's and it's the cover that catches people's attention and gets the opt-in in the first place that's the most important thing but it's absolutely the case that understanding your audience and having content that is good enough that's fit for purpose that that delivers value that's also a key component as well because just as you said if you created something that that didn't deliver on the promise of the cover that wasn't um, that wasn't thoughtful in its journey it wasn't guiding them towards mm-hmm. something then it's fair enough to collect the leads it but if they never go anywhere then that's that's also not uh, not the most effective of use of everyone's time yeah like i i guess the way i looked at it was if you know and 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 this is um obviously i didn't know this one before i'd written the book but now that i have the book like what i would say is you know if if someone has never written one to to kind of envision that you're going to actually hold this book in your hand and you're going to walk up to someone and you're going to give it to them in person and if you are like like when I do it, I'm friggin' so excited to hand my book to someone because <laughs> I know that it's got just immense value and I've had such great feedback. Like, um, it was funny, like when the books first arrived at my house, um, my, my daughter, I've got uh, three kids, uh, two girls and a little boy and my oldest daughter, I think she's maybe seven now. No. Yeah. Seven. And she, uh, 
mother-in-law and she's like, look, my dad wrote a book. <laughs> and I was, I was a little bit nervous at first, right? Because I'm thinking, I don't know how people are going to respond to this. Right. And so my father-in-law, who I respect uh, tremendously, and he's been, he was kind of my, my mentor. And, and uh, I talk about him in the book and he, you know, he's uh, CEO of a, a large uh, commercial real estate development company. And, and so he's, you know, very uh, prominent individual. And I'm thinking, Oh, like I, I didn't know. I didn't, I wasn't sure I was going to feel comfortable giving the book to him first, you know, but yeah. uh, it was, it was uh, my daughter that kind of uh, did that. And a couple of days later, he uh, called me up and he just said, you know, just really kind of congratulated me and how proud he was that I had, you know, taken the initiative to do it. And he really enjoyed the uh, stories and the um, content. And all of a sudden that just kind of, you know, and, and in the meantime, I was talking to some friends and some people and some, you know, some, a lot of clients of mine are doctors and, and dentists. And they were just like, all the feedback was so great. And I mean, it's, it's 60 pages. And so literally a person can get through it in under an hour. So you know that yeah. they're, that they'll get, they'll go through the whole thing versus a 200 page book, which. That's such an um, important point. Yeah. And, and yeah. so I was able to get what I wanted and man, I, I, and, and so later today, um, I was at a, I'll, I'll back up and this is kind of what uh, made me think I should get on here uh, and, and have a conversation with you is I was at a real estate investment network, networking kind of uh, thing where there was, you know, maybe a couple hundred people in Calgary and the uh, president of the, uh, of this event, and they've got 20,000 members plus or minus. And so I went up to him after his presentation and I just said, Hey, Richard, I said, I just wanted to uh, uh, introduce myself. And I said, I wrote a book and I thought you might find it interesting. And, you know, there was, there was eight other people that wanted to talk to him and he looked at it and he's like, he's like, uh, give me your business card. I want to talk to you um, about something. Cause this is, and he, he, all he did was look at the title and, and it was like something that kind of resonated with him. So today at three o'clock, he and I are having a conversation. I don't know what's going to happen, but you know, the, the fact that I'm on his radar, I've got his phone number and we can have conversations. It just opens doors, you know? And, yeah. and so it's, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty incredible what that simple, um, uh, kind of that, that, uh, like, like that authority piece, if you will, of, of having a book and being a published author, it just elevates you. There are so many. It's it's easy for us to forget as insiders that because we know the, the, how the process works and what it actually takes yes. to create. It's so easy to forget that outside of this circle of kind of us who are doing this day in, day out. So obviously we're eating and, and breathing every day. So we really forget and take it for granted. The next layer of people out, people like you guys who are actually writing and getting these completed. So you get that look behind the curtains and actually realize through your own experience how straightforward it is but as soon as you go one layer away from that two layers away from that people just have a, a book is a book it's got the exactly the same authority as something on the shelf in a library or or, or in a bookstore it's it's surprising how much credibility it carries which to a certain degree kind of outshines the um I don't want to say how it shines the effort that's put into it because there's always a lot of effort put into these things, but you could quite easily create a 60-page online report, uh, put the exact same thing, just have it on a yeah. web page, and it wouldn't have yeah. near the same 
the same amount of traction. No. I think the other thing that I wanted to mention as well, again, specifically looking using yours as the example, is that difference between um, the it's kind of the authenticity of what's in the book. So it's not about the size of the book. The size doesn't matter. It's not about the, to a certain degree, as long as it's good enough, it's not even about the, um, it's not a fiction piece. So it's not about the writing itself. It's not about, this isn't an academic exercise in getting a high score on a test for a writing project. It's not a literary award. But the content that's there is authentic and valuable and useful. So some people get scared off, I think, a little bit about because they think writing is a thing that they couldn't possibly do because they never enjoyed it when they've tried to do it before and it's it's a burden. Um, the process is an easier process, but really it's not about the words that are on the page. It's about the message that's being delivered. So with yours, compelling stories, valuable information, clear insights, and a, and a direction of how to take this conversation further and, and understand more, all within a relatively few number of words compared with a, 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 a bigger book project. But it still has that credibility and, and value for people. So as you're listening to this, that's an absolute try and remind everyone, don't get scared off from this process as long as there's an authentic and useful message there. Um, as long as it's giving something of value, then it's not about the writing. It's about the the um, the, the helpful information that is being shared with people. So yes, the, and, and yeah, go ahead. I was just going to pivot away and talk about the um, the meeting that you have this afternoon. Then, so that yeah. sounds like the you talk about the doors being opened. That's one of the one of the key elements that certainly the likes of Betsy, as she's talking with a lot of people in the early stages, we talk about that as one of the key things. But the exposure into that that group of people, it sounds like it's a pretty great opportunity to get in front of the exact people that you're looking to get in front of because it's a very aligned group of people. Um, that organization is very aligned to to you and what you do. You know, I, I think that... Um, so the organization that i'm i'm they're uh, very well respected and the content that they create as it relates to investing in real estate is is something that i've kind of uh, followed and and uh um agree with their methodology for the most part right. what what what's interesting is their focus is really on residential investing and that's where a lot of people get started but my journey has been, and, and I've been pretty fortunate to learn how to invest in commercial real estate. And I think that that's where they're, they're noticing, okay, you know, the majority of our clients are here and they, they're happy to buy and, and, you know, invest in single family buy and hold. But there's a group that we're underserving. And I know this because I get some of those people that contact me and right. they really, they really don't have kind of, um, uh, it, it, because it's such a tight knit community in terms of commercial real estate, not a lot of people talk about it or teach others. It's like you either know it or you don't. And if you're <laughs> on the inside, then then you kind of are able to uh, do very well. And if you are the guy that comes in and you don't know anything, then you might end up um, spending a lot of money and, and learning some expensive lessons. <laughs> and so, and and that's just you know it's uh, yeah. Um, it's the nature of how it develops. That's right. 
And so I think that they're, they're seeing, um, someone like, uh, I I hope anyways, I mean, that, that's, that's the direction that I want to take it anyways, in terms of, you know, I think that I can bring a different perspective to people that are looking to invest in real estate, following the same uh, model and long-term approach, but, but focused on commercial cash flowing real estate and, um, and how I do it, which is pooling money together from, uh, other kind of, uh, high net worth individuals and, uh, in doing that versus, you know, investing in a home every year or two years and, and slowly building, um, uh, a portfolio that way. So right. yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited about the, the opportunity, but it really so, became, it, it really got down to the book because I've been going to those events and I've met him several times and he didn't remember me. Um, right. but now all of a sudden <laughs> so interesting. I'm on his radar. Yeah. yeah. We were talking to, uh, uh, it must have been a little over a year ago, um, talking to um, another real estate guy in down in the Phoenix area, and he had a similar experience from a slightly, um, coming to it from a slightly different perspective, but there was a, a broader group of people that was trying to interact with and had had exactly the same experience, had had exposure to them and had been in the same place for a number of years. But it wasn't until that there was something that stood out and made him seem different that that connection was made. And again, similarly, it started a conversation that there was an alignment in the thinking anyway, had a similar mentality to the group, but just had never kind of cracked the code to make it into that inner circle, not wanting to make it sound like a cult, but <laughs> but there was definitely that uh, everyone's busy. And unless you stand yeah. out for a reason, it's, uh, it, it's always super interesting when I hear stories like that. Um, a couple of things that, um, just run through a couple of strategies that pop yeah. into into my mind as we're going through. And this it comes from both our own experience of what we do internally and then obviously externally talking with the hundreds of people now that we've helped over the years. Um, using the book as a, a, a cookie and opt-in, I mean, the most straightforward way of thinking yeah. about it is as you've got experience or exposure to that group, just always having the book there as the thing that people can opt into to it, it will just sit there now as an asset that's waiting to be referred back to so in any conversation there's always going to be um here's the here's the quick answer whether that's physically in a meeting or in some online material printed material that they're doing here's a quick answer but if you want to learn more then um go grab a copy of the book there's a whole load of uh, useful information in there that takes this conversation deeper so that's a little bit like i don't know where you've ever seen the um, email mastery example that we talk about sometimes. So this was a success magazine ad that we ran in okay. uh, talking about the email mastery program that, that Dean has. So the email mastery ad had one particular section of the book. So there's eight or nine different strategies in the email mastery book as a whole. And one yeah. of them that's the easiest to talk about is the nine word email, which is this right. short personal expecting reply email. So mm-hmm. Dean wrote a, it's it's like advertorial. It was like a one, one page ad in Success Magazine that talked about the nine word email. And then the call to action at the end of it was, if you got some value from this technique, then head over, grab a free copy of the email mastery book where we talk about the other seven or eight techniques that can be as as game changing. Um, the aim was that that 
ad itself that the the words on that page if no one did anything else they'd still get a whole load of value from it so it wasn't like sales copy saying here's uh, i've got this book you should go and get this book and the answers in the book it's that within the relatively narrow scope of an hour email here's a very small yeah. thing that you can do today add value at that stage and then here's more so similarly with what you're doing there's lots of opportunities to thoroughly answer the question and a narrow question in whatever format or form you've got but then refer back to the asset elsewhere oh. one of yeah. one of the other things um I'm going to jump around a little bit because that's my mind yeah, yeah. kind of jumps. It's it's it pops all over the place. So hopefully all this comes come together at the end. Um, one of the other things that people don't necessarily think about again because it's a little bit behind the the screen, but just from a production point of view, there's yeah. the opportunity to do like a joint venture with these guys and have Richard write a forward to the book that contextualizes the book specifically for their audience. So that can go just from like a little pull quote, which is kind of like the bare minimum, but gives yeah. you some kind of additional credibility because it's almost like an endorsement from the organization leader through yeah, to yeah. something which if you can get to the stage would be fantastic. But you could imagine if Richard wrote a, a forward or a first chapter to the book that mm-hmm. absolutely contextualizes it, that almost makes it seem like it's a co-written book um, or a supported or sponsored or maybe not sponsored but supported or um sponsored in the non-financial sense but really endorsed by the organization and then that opening chapter will really set the context for those particular members so talking in terms of maybe some of their other programs maybe talking in terms of bridging it from residential to commercial so Richard saying, hey, guys, we've spent a lot of time talking about residential real estate and there's a benefit with the portfolio building over time. But there's this other world that makes a difference. There's the opportunities to leverage more. There's some timing elements that are right now. When we look at all of the other stuff that we've got within our portal and our world, we talk about this program and that program. But actually, here's a whole other strand that's worth talking about. Once you've read this, then head over to this bit of the site where we've got a, a video that I recorded with Shane and we run through some more details, but here's a copy of this to get started and go from there. So that kind of really that. bringing it together as a yes. as a as as an in-house piece. Because to a certain degree, and as sometimes when we have these types of conversations, people get a little bit proprietary and protective and saying, oh, I don't want to, I want my name on the, the ego kind of comes in a little bit and I want my name on the front of it. It's my book. Why would I want to put someone else's name on it? Yeah. Well, that would be true if it was a literary piece or if the book itself was the product. But if the the job of work is to get as many relevant leads as possible, then yeah. do whatever you can do to make it as relevant. And from a purely production point of view, that's pretty straightforward to do because the book already exists. That varied version. So you could imagine over time, that you would have one version of the book that is with this group and then another version of the book that's with a completely different set of people, just top and tailing it with something different and changing covers. That's relatively straightforward to do because all of the hard work's done in creating that first main asset. Um, it's almost like the version one and version two part of the process, that version one part of the process, the initial version of the book that you got, got it eight, hopefully 80 to 90% there. And then depending yeah. on how much time and effort it's 
mathematically makes sense doing, you can then get it somewhere between 80 and 100 uh, percent, depending on on what's worthwhile. Now the asset exists, you can definitely leverage it into into different areas. Yes. Um, just jumping back to that first point and um, talking about the asset being something there that's always able to be referred back to. Yes. I talked about it in the context of kind of that initial point of contact. So if that group has a forum, you can do things like change your signature or bio in profile in the forum and have the book as the main opt-in, the main call to action for anyone that's checking you out because they want to find more. Or if you're answering posts or you're writing articles for them, refer to the book as the thing. But there's also the opportunity to refer to specific sections of the book because that does answer more. So there's always the opportunity to kind of excerpt parts of the book that answer questions in a useful way. So I always give a bit of a warning or kind of remind people to not get too carried away with that and think mm-hmm. about it in terms of, um, do you ever watch the Big Bang Theory, the yes. US TV show? So there's one of those episodes where Howard's gone to space and then he comes back from space and for the following week, any reference <laughs> yeah. at all, oh, that reminds me when I was in space. So <laughs> there's always the warning of not getting too carried away. You don't want to be the yeah. person that, Hey, how are you doing? Oh, I'm great. You know, I'm, I'm feeling good. It was kind of like that day that I finished writing the book. It's uh, I felt it feels as good as that day. Um, so yeah, be careful not to get too carried away. But there's sure. lots of opportunities, particularly with the value that you've got in there, the specific value of exerting it in different different ways. And the thing that you can do to kind of tweak that a little bit further to make it even less like you just topic bridging immediately into the book is to take that excerpt but change the yeah. format that it's in. So there's probably six or seven major and minor concepts within there that mm-hmm. as a pull quote or as a as a as an idea that stands alone, it's it's yeah. useful. Some of them can be big, some of them can be small. Those individual ideas are probably the ones that crop up most of the time. So kind of 80% of the questions get answered by 20% of the content because it's it's all the same stuff, just worded in slightly different ways the questions that come in so taking those key concepts as they come up and then just position them in different ways so you can do things like infographics or audio or video or uh, further written pieces or data to support it and then have the particular section from the book that answers the question but then beef it out a little bit with this other kind of ancillary asset this thing that kind of develops it a little bit further so what you've got there is the Sorry, I, yeah, on yeah, that then, because my wife is just helping me with my Instagram because I, up until, you know, uh, Monday, or I think it was Sunday night, I I basically had maybe a few pictures of, of um, my family on my Instagram account. Right. But, uh, but she's started to take quotes out of my book and, and, and started to kind of uh, put those on Instagram. And then obviously then we mix in some pictures of developments and and investment and properties that I'm doing, um, should it just be like hearing that? Should I put like at the bottom of the quote, like page 62 or page 28 or something, or just leave it as the quote and don't not because I've got a picture of the book that that's in there uh, as well on my Instagram. But I'm just curious how you would maybe. Um, I'd be tempted to yeah. not put the page reference in it because okay. it is a little bit too. Too salesy. Uh, yeah, a little, yeah, it's a little yeah. bit too on the nose. 
Sure. So maybe one level away from that is for yes. every five quotes that are in there, just as quotes, yes. the, the sixth one then in the body of the 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 text of the post kind of describes yeah. it a little bit more and maybe makes reference to the book and says that there's a link right. to the book in the bio. Um, it's a bit like Gary Vaynerchuk's kind of jab, 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 right hook, kind of yeah. give, 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 and then ask for a little bit. Yeah, okay. I mean, it's more okay, art like than that. science, um, but you see some Instagram <clears throat> accounts that are de- it, if it trips too much into just pure promotion, then people get a bit ad blind to it because it just seems like... Sure an account of banner ads but there's the opportunity to and this is where changing the context helps because it gives the perception and it, and it legitimately does because people learn in different ways but it gives the perception of adding value so you could have the the quote the pull quote is the beginning of a broader paragraph but if you just had the pull quote there and then said read the rest of the paragraph in the book, that's one thing. But if you had the pull quote and then the rest of the paragraph was a quick audio that you did or a quick video that you did or an oh, infographic yeah. that backed it up a little bit more, it's mm-hmm. the it's exactly the same information. It's kind of drawing people in the same direction, but it's given the perception of adding more value because it's in a completely yeah. different context. Yeah, um, yeah. And that context, both for you and, and as you're listening to this, is going to vary with these little things. I'd really suggest people doing whatever's easy and convenient for them. Because if I'd said, I oh, should back it up with a video, because it's easy for us to do video now because you've just got it on your phone and some people are more comfortable. But if you're the type of person that doesn't have a particularly convenient phone and you're really super uncomfortable doing it, then you cease to get hung up on the thing that's uncomfortable and then you never do it so um yeah so i'd really focus on whatever is comfortable but trying to change the the context in the way it's displayed is a great way of doing almost exactly the same thing but it but it adds um those things as well so assuming that there are and and this all builds over time as well this is the fantastic thing about it you've kind of got a aircraft carrier now of a main asset but you've got the opportunity to this analogy is going to fall down pretty quick, but you've got the opportunity to every now and then add another fighter aircraft to the to the arsenal or add another major gun missile system to the arsenal. But then there's also lots of little things after that. You can add more soldiers onto the ship and you can add more ammunition onto the ship. And I don't know why I started going down that as, a, <laughs> as an analogy. <laughs> but, uh, but this idea of there's the big main thing and then over time, you can build lots of little things that add to it, but all refer yeah. back to or all derived from this bigger thing. So over time, it can just slowly build and build and build and build. And because it's all in the same ballpark, it's all in the same sphere, you're trying to guide people in the same direction, that yeah. that's where the real kind of leverage comes from. Um, so um, I, I'm wondering, like, I've got a... Uh, so part of the deliverables that I got from the 90 minute book included kind of like a Facebook ad and uh, postcards. And so yeah. I just had 500 postcards printed because I'm going to the, um, that the big kind of Grant Cardone 10 X where there's like, I don't know, 35,000 uh, people. Yeah. And, and probably I, I would say minimum 25% of those are investors and if you follow yeah. Grant, he's big into multifamily and investing in commercial real estate. And so 
I thought, okay, well, I don't know if it's going to be feasible to bring a hundred books with me. I was going to get them shipped to, uh, uh, yeah. to the hotel I'm staying at, but I thought, you know what, instead of that, because just giving out books that, that might not be as valuable. Why don't I get the postcards printed? And I'm just, so I'm bringing all these postcards and I have some different ideas, whether I put them on cars or I, I put them on seats or I just hand them out to people. Um, how would you like, how would you think about that? Or how would you kind of, um, uh, promote and, and, and like, I mean, I can be as guerrilla marketing as possible, <laughs> or I can be, um, a little more discreet. I just, I'm curious how you might go about something like that. Yeah. Those things, again, personal preference comes into it a little bit and what you're comfortable with. So yeah. a lot of what we do is more tailored towards the smaller numbers than the larger numbers. So yeah. there's a bit of a personal bias that that isn't our, um, we don't play in that pool very often, but that's not so. There's not some great opportunities that you've got in there. The putting them on seats is kind of like an all or nothing. It's just a numbers game uh, yeah. because you, you're not. There's no opportunity to build any relationship at all. So if you think about putting them on seats, which may well be worth it, because like you say, if you if it costs five hundred dollars to get. Um, a couple of thousand of them printed and then you get on every seat and then two clients come from it, then it's worthwhile doing. Um, But that's a bit of an all or nothing thing. The other way of thinking about it, if you've got, if you're dealing with smaller numbers and, and you don't want to put them on every seat quite often at those events, you've got like VIP seating or more expensive tickets at the front. So start from the front and go back rather than the back and Uh, go front. Just like little things like that. Um, one other option on a slightly more personal, uh, making it more of a connection is if you know the other people there or if on the first day you make some connections with people who are often talk about kind of complementary, non-competing businesses where there's this yeah. synergistic effect of uh, here's a close group of people, but we're not in the same space. Then having that stack of cards and if they've got a stand there, then putting those cards on their stand or if they're there with a group of people uh, an investment Mm. club say oh well i'll tell you what here's 20 of these postcards obviously it was impractical to bring the books down here but absolutely get a copy there and actually let me write my phone number on here and if people want to give me a call more than happy to get a copy of the book in the post for them um that's a great idea that thing of writing on cards is something that Mm -hmm. personally i like a lot um yeah i've done that in the past just with business cards because obviously my accent stands out a little bit when i'm in north america so on the business card when i've been in events where there's a large number of people in high turnover to try and make that more personal connection i've written on the card british guy with beard um right Although I'd need to work on my handwriting because i remember talking to one guy a year or two later he said oh yeah i remember I wondered if I had this card. I thought it said British guy with bread and that never made any sense to me, but now the, <laughs> it was British guy with beard. Um, so, but anyway, doing that little extra step. So yeah. anything that you can do to add that personal element to it is definitely worthwhile. Um, the volume side of things is, I mean, it really does just turn into a numbers game. Um, mm-hmm. People, well, you when you, you've been to these things before you come away with goodness knows how many pieces of paper and some of them stand out more than others um mm-hmm. the nature of the postcard offering a free copy of the book for nothing else it's as close as possible to all all give um albeit that there is an email opt-in but mm-hmm. um that 
typically better than just a business card that talks about what you do. Um, so that might stand out from the crowd in and of itself. And obviously the postcards are relatively single purpose and focused and it's easy for people to see what they are. So yeah. that hopefully will put it above some of the other stuff. Um, and, um, events like that, if you've got the opportunity to personalize things even further, then you can do things like if you're got the opportunity if you've got the opportunity to talk to people while you're giving the postcards out you can say to people hey listen we've got a a i we came to this event wasn't sure exactly what the crowd was going to be i've had some great conversations over the last day with some people and they've convinced me to do a conference call talking specifically about this thing um mm -hmm it's difficult to obviously this wasn't something that we planned it's a bit last minute let me give you this copy of the postcard i'm going to write a phone number on here but if you grab a copy of the book beforehand we're going to run through this and i'm going to talk at some behind the scenes stuff that actually led to it so obviously the book's great but i'm going to talk specifically about some of these points that just it was just too detailed to go into the book or it was too specific to go into the book and then just coordinate a conference call or a webinar the following week because that adds an element of a giving further value in a legitimate yeah. sense and give people a reason to opt in. So again, depending on the context, that's easier if you're talking to people, more difficult if you're just um, leaving cards on the seat. Yeah, yeah. But having yeah. something that's time-based, um, because then you try, you're kind of bridging some of the emotion and energy and momentum of the event into something of your own and being able to position it as this is a not a one-time thing in terms of scarcity but this is something organic and of the moment and this came from the event real questions in the event here and it's very specific and timely so mm -hmm. we're going to jump on a call as quick as we can as soon as i'm back next week here's the way of getting on the list either here's my phone number and and um, call me and I'll give you the details or but even better opt in to grab a copy of the book and then I'm going to send this email out to this group of people um, have you had those printed already yeah yeah I have them yeah. printed they're uh, they're ready to go so on so the plane and I've got a long plane ride I can easily write that kind of stuff on there I could I'm just yeah. I just jotted down I thought you know that, like how easy would that be to to get a conference call um, bridge line set up set up a time you know, the following week, um, yeah. and uh, and and to your point, just go into the book deeper and talk more about the stories and the kind of uh, specifics that people have with respect to, you know, kind of the biggest questions that they have as it relates to yeah. finding the right deals and and raising money. So, exactly. And again, it. it comes back to how comfortable you are with doing things because you don't want to give yourself too much of a technology burden of setting up a whole load of stuff. But for example, this Uber conference line that we're recording on now will broadcast yeah. to, I think, I forget whether it's 100 or 1,000 people that could be on a line. So yeah. you could use this system for the realtor conference calls and some of our members' calls. We use another system called free conference calling, and that has yeah. a Q&A section to it as well. So you can open the lines up to, to questions and answers if you wanted to start with like 30 minutes of kind of more broadcast and then open it up mm -hmm. to a Q&A. Um, so there's lots of different options. If that's too much of a pain in the neck, 
um, then you could have the call and then ask for questions afterwards and say you're going to do a follow-up call that you'll actually just record some answers to and get them sent out. Or you could ask for questions beforehand and then answer some of the questions. Although typically, if you don't already have a, a relationship, questions beforehand mm -hmm. is usually less successful. Um, gotcha. Because you typically see the same one or two questions come through and then radio silence from everyone else. Um, so if you do do that, just be prepared to have your own kind of, um, have your own questions on the side. Yeah, yeah. Um, the jumping back to the additional assets that we were talking about in terms of here's the book, there's a couple of key main points and then some here's some additional assets what that you can use to answer points as they come up organically in the various different places. You can also orchestrate that process as well and use some of those elements to back up the opt-in cycle because we've talked a lot today about the initial opt-in but actually the majority of the work over the longer period of time is just staying in touch with those people over the long haul so that when yeah. they're ready you're still front of mind and those additional assets that you create the things that kind of reflect what's in the book but maybe in a slightly different way either exactly the same thing just presented differently or going deeper onto some points all of those can go into the follow-up funnel so what we typically suggest people do is think about a follow-up funnel of six to seven emails in that immediate kind of two-week time after someone opts in so that that is engaging with the hottest group of people and you can do that by adding value and again with the jab 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 right hook type approach of give 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 ask give 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 ask um don't always be saying sending me and if follow-up email saying are you ready yet are you ready yet are you ready yet isn't yeah, the, right. the best but adding that here's another way of looking at it or do you know what? i was just talking to someone who's in a very similar position to you and they asked this question which i just really wanted to share with you because it was a great insight and go slightly deeper on a point mm -hmm. and then after that six or seven cycle the the group of people who are immediately ready to go hopefully they're by that point will have engaged or if they haven't they're less likely to but for that longer group of people who might engage over six months to six years having a regular broadcast thing that you can send out to people is a great way of staying in touch for the long haul so there's kind of this immediate cycle and then the longer cycle of really drips in uh, drops into like a newsletter campaign afterwards um, whether that newsletter is actually a newsletter or a podcast or some market insights or um, on the real estate side on on our coaching real estate coaching side of the business we recommend that the realtors do like a weekly market watch type broadcast out to the list that talks about what's happened in in the town over the last the last seven days um, again just as a way of sharing some insights some valuable insights that people might not otherwise have got on a regular um, time scale going forwards with a relatively endless supply of information because the market's always changing um, right. and without too much of a cognitive load on someone thinking oh i need to send out an email what can i talk about this time uh, just have something that's straightforward to do no that that makes good sense that was a lot of words. I can always tell when I've been talking too fast or too much because I kind of realise that I take a breath and source. Well, no, I've just been <laughs> I've been writing some notes down on my whiteboard, and then I went into my notebook just to kind of. Uh, but but all that is just um, it, it it's interesting because 
it, it sometimes you hear things um, and and you've heard them before, but it didn't either <laughs> resonate or sink in, and then all of a yeah. sudden, uh, you know, on this call, it's like you know just two or three kind of key takeaways in terms of how to really repurpose the book in different uh, ways and how to kind of you know giving the book away or, or having people buy it is uh is really just the start right i mean yeah. it's, it's this uh, ongoing conversation that is uh, necessary to build that relationship so um now i've got some some kind of solid takeaways on on how to do that fantastic but was there anything else for the um i think we should definitely catch up again in, in the not too distant future it's, uh, to see yeah. how it's how it's going um was there anything that um you came on the call wanting to ask that we haven't got to yet or anything that we haven't uh, haven't touched upon no i i think uh i know i i'm uh, i'm quite happy with uh, everything that we we went through and uh yeah i'd certainly like to follow up after i've had a bit of time to put all this into place and um and see how the uh you know see what kind of results i'm able to to generate over the next call it you know three months four months or whatever fantastic well i've got uh i'm just going to run through I'd, before the call i'd written a couple of notes that i thought might come up that we haven't got to so i'll just quickly rattle those off and then sure. take a note of those and we can follow them up at some other time so one of them was the which we can touch upon in the context of this particular group of people but it's that engaging new groups of people where those groups already in, exist so the various investment clubs or yes. business organizations or um, people looking for retirement income those groups of people whether it's geographic or discipline or interest-based mm-hmm. being able to identify those people and again this is where maybe um, Facebook ads or direct conversations with people or postcards into specific um, high-value residential areas. That's yes. all of those different things to fall under the new conversation categories. The okay. other one is the referral categories. So your existing group of clients, all of the people that you've worked with so far, there's a great opportunity to um, to work with those guys as referrers and particularly when there's there's some launch excitement around the book reaching out to that group of people and saying hey you guys are the ones i work the closest with we've got the best relationship i want to make sure that you guys had a copy of this first either download grab a copy of it over here or let me know and i'm more than happy to physically send you a copy of it you guys are the the closest to what we do i just wanted to get it in your hands first and then yeah. of course if you know anyone else that has talked about real estate investing and would get value from this let me know and i'd be more than happy to send you a copy of it so that you can give it to them and that kind of leverages then um they get a sense of uh, being the person that does the introduction so it's not like you're asking hey if you know anyone else give me their details and i'll reach out to them because people don't want to sacrifice their friends contact details but by you saying hey i'll get you a copy of the book and you can give it to them then that keeps it all a lot more uh, people are much more likely to do that and then you can accompany that with a with a, a physical letter or an email that says to the third person and here's a way that you can take it further. Uh, we know that uh, you've got a copy of this book from someone that uh, that really values this. Um, we know that 
the that relationship is is one of the best this isn't something just off the street so yeah. if after reading this if you've got any questions i'm more than happy to jump on a call and give you 15 minutes of my time because i know through experience that having a referral from someone that conversation is, is much more valuable so you can position it in that type of way um, that is great the complementary non-competing businesses we talked on very slightly in terms of other people at the event but for you guys particularly the things that sprang to mind were those kind of investment groups financial advisors realtors mm. um other wealth management professionals there's a whole group of people that fall into that complementary non-competing and whether it's like a full white label type approach and co-branding the book or whether it's just giving them copies of the book to give out to their clients whatever you can do to orchestrate that conversation and add value to them so they're getting some benefit from it as well i think there's a huge opportunity for you guys in that because it's so niche it really does tick that box of absolutely complementary and absolutely non-competing because yeah. there's such that crossover um yeah and the other one i had on the list was a white label one but we kind of talked about that already and white label in the sense of kind of co-branding and making it look like a um so that both parties really have some kind of stake in the in the physical book itself. Yeah. Cool. Alrighty, I uh, look down at my watch sometimes, and uh, fifty minutes just kind of disappears before you even know it. <laughs> um, where before I cut you loose, definitely want to give people the opportunity to follow up more because Club Syndication, as we talked about, is a fantastic book. So as people yeah. listen to that, if they want to find out more about you and and the book and what you guys do. Um, are you mainly Canadian focused or does it cover a North American audience as well? Yeah, um, no, it's, uh, I've, I've got experience investing in both uh, Canada and the U.S. Actually, I've got probably more experience investing in the U.S. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I mean, the, the principles are the same with respect to, you know, finding value add commercial real estate uh, assets and then um, raising money from uh, high net worth accredited investors. And that's, I mean, if, if, if that's, you know, that would be the, the kind of um, 30 second high level pitch, if you will. And uh, yeah, they, they can kind of they can go to the get the book um, at www.clubsyndication.com or you can Google my name, Shane Melanson. And I think uh, there's a link on that website as well that would take you uh, to get a, a copy of the book, um, you know, using the, the strategies we've talked about, which is essentially just. You know, put your name and email, and you get a, a copy to download right away. And it's Fantastic. on Amazon now too. So yeah. Ah, oh, perfect, perfect. Well, I'll be sure to put some notes in the some links in the show notes as well. So as always, that's okay. over at ninetyminutebooks.com forward slash podcast. And the email that we send out to everyone that's on our list, we'll put the links in there as well. Definitely recommend if it, this is a subject that's, uh, that anyone's interested in, absolutely grab a copy of the book because there's a lot of valuable information there. Shane, okay. just want, this has been a really great call. Really looking forward to seeing what you guys do. We definitely have to connect again in uh, in not too long a time and see how it's going. And uh, look forward to feeding back to anyone. Okay, wonderful. Well, thanks, Stuart. I appreciate it. Fantastic. Thanks, Shane. We'll speak soon. You bet. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.